I wonder for how many people travel has been bumped up a bunch of notches on their list of priorities for the year. Not even just the year, but for the foreseeable future, really. Hi guys, I'm Megan Collins of Style Girlfriend, and this is Undressed. Getting the hell out of Dodge has been on my mind a lot lately. At the end of last year, one item sat unchecked on my bucket list that just read, Asia. I know, I know, so vague, but I wanted to stay open-minded to, you know, whatever the universe might bring. But not only didn't I make it that far, I didn't even travel enough to maintain my hard-won frequent flyer status with Delta. Shout out Delta, if you want to give me my gold status back even though I only earned silver this year, I swear I did not miss it by that much, you know where to find me. But this year, this year is going to be different. Now that the foundations of a democracy might be crumbling under our feet, travel really feels almost like a necessity. I just, you know, I want to be prepared to get on the move at a moment's notice. Sort of like Laura Dern and those kids in Jurassic Park, remember when they were evacuating the island by helicopter while the T-Rex lets out that victory roar after he kills the raptors in the theme park atrium? That's sort of how I feel about traveling right now. Am I exaggerating? Maybe a little, but... For those of us lucky enough to be able to move freely around the country and around the world, more trips, whether for work or for pleasure, maybe just what we all need in 2017. Whether you're eyeing extended vacations in far-flung locales, broadening your business to an international market, or hey, just want to take a few more weekend getaways than last year, you are going to love today's guest. Hit the Palapu, style girlfriend contributor and author of the new book, How to Pack, Travel smart for any trip. Out next month. Today's episode is brought to you by Evolution of Style. With over a thousand fine Italian fabrics from Italy to choose from and over 50 unique linings, you've got literally thousands of possibilities to create your perfect suit. And now, my conversation with Hitha Palapu. You wrote a book. I did. How exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Writing a book was easily the most difficult thing and the most satisfying thing I have done at the same time. And that's saying something because you also just had a baby. Yeah. They're kind of twins in a way because I got approached to write about the book from a publisher the day I came home from the hospital with Roe. And the book will come out four days before his second birthday. Girl, you need an out-of-office. <laughs> Jeez, look at you, like, checking your phone, like... I mean, in the cab on the way home. I think I got home. one eye on the baby, one eye on your email inbox. I think I was home and he was like down for a nap and I had like a moment. <laughs> and then I just check my email when I have a moment. It's just who I am. I love it. We'll back up a little bit. You run a blog about yeah. sort of living smart on the go, packing well, traveling in style. What brought that about? It came about when I actually discovered solutions to these problems I was having. So the early days of Hitha on the Go, I was also running business development for a small global pharmaceutical company. So I was literally on the go all the time, as you know, because I was never in town. And as I figured out how to pack smarter and more efficiently, but keeping my sense of style, I just started writing about it. And it really found a need that a lot of people were having because at the time, a lot of packing content, travel content was geared to people who were leaving their day jobs, putting all their belongings in a backpack and traveling the world. Ah, like the nomad, like, oh, ditch all your possessions and move to Malaysia. I like my possessions. I like my (laughs) things. I like my home. And, you know, it's more in line with how 
most people pack and travel today, which is a few trips a year, a mix of business and pleasure, and the also necessary familial obligation trips as well. Of course, of course. Who packs smarter, men or women? Men think they pack smarter, but really it's it's women. I think <gasps> consultants, though, overall is like the best answer. They pack the best. Oh, I would totally agree with that. My brother-in-law is a consultant, and I got him a space bag, the big one, right? Yes. And he literally, he travels, and he's out of Wisconsin Monday through Thursday. He just carries that like a suitcase, like a briefcase. <laughs> And then a backpack. Hitha, I can't even tell you. I, after Christmas, I flew back with, like, we both took yeah. out an early flight. And he literally pulls his backpack on at, like, 6 in the morning and grabs that. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. But, yeah, I mean, whatever it is, one, you know, two pairs of pants, three shirts. Side note, Brian and my husband used to work at the same firm, so. Yeah. And, like, are you, like, disclose that? Like, it's, like, a conflict of interest? Like, we're on, like, the Today Show and we're talking about, like, Universal, like, studios. <laughs> Our lives are very randomly intertwined in a lot of random ways. That's very true. I think everyone would want to know that, or not. (laughs) Well, that's true. We met, and you weren't even living in New York yet, right? You were still living in Philly. I had just moved here. It was, we've been talking online for like a year before I moved to the city, and then I remember we went out to brunch. Oh, yeah. (laughs) My first weekend here, and it was a brunch that lasted all day. It was pretty busy. It was. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that's something that I still have trouble explaining to friends and family that don't live here. Like, Mm -hmm. so many of my good friends and people that I now work with, like, everyone is just people that I met online. Totally. Like, I just, like, I will will slide into your DMs and be like, you seem interesting. Let's hang out. Of course. Witty people on Twitter are my favorite people in life. (laughs) Well, I think that you can tell so much more about a person by their Twitter like personality than by like the Facebook profile. That's, I mean, I don't really care that your favorite show is Seinfeld and that you, you know, liked this John Mayer album five years ago. But yeah, so I, I mean, I know that you have been writing travel content for Style Girlfriend for a long time. Mm -hmm. I think one of our still most visited posts that people just kind of find organically, how to like pack for like a work play trip to Vegas. And you put together this amazing graphic that was like, it's like a puzzle. It's like these three pairs of pants, these four shirts, and here's a thousand ways to mix them. I love a math equation. <laughs> I do. Well, what do you think, like, what is the best packing tip in terms of being able, I mean, I'm a big proponent of carry-on suitcases yes. for everything. Like, if you can prevent yourself from having to check a bag, I'm all for it. What's your best tip for, you know, downsizing? I think it's, it has to do with what you pack as opposed to how you pack it. So you have to be really thoughtful about the things you're going to bring. And part of that is, is, What are you reaching for on a day-to-day basis because they make you feel really good and they make you look really good too? And focus on those pieces alone. I also think with travel, it just happens. We always gain a little bit of weight. So I have a section of my closet that is for the items I reach for when, you know, I've overindulged a little bit (laughs) or it's the holidays or it's a losing Philadelphia Eagle season. Sure. um, That you know, can accommodate the little extra poundage, but still make me feel really confident and don't pinch or are uncomfortable in any way. So that's an area in my closet I also visit when I'm packing because I know I need to bring a couple pieces from there for the end of the trip where I yeah. eat my way through uh, the city or... Oh and that's God. true whether you're traveling for work or for fun. I mean, 100%. you're eating out every meal. Like, there's no way of feeling good about yourself by the end of that trip. Exactly. Although I will say, I think you're someone who's been really smart about figuring out how to work out 
when you're traveling? I'm better about working out when I'm traveling than when I am at home because when at home I have a little almost two-year-old who you know if I'm home I'm mommy and until either my nanny arrives or I have to leave I'm just I'm in mommy mode so it's it's kind of hard to be really consistent about your working out unless I just force myself to wake up early which happens I'd say 50% of the time and 50% of the time I just need that extra sleep. When I'm traveling and it's usually without him, I can kind of reestablish a good schedule that I think working out when you're traveling is like a great way to also explore. So I'll just throw some headphones on and ask for a map at the front desk and um, run or go for a walk and kind of see what's around. And I think that's a great way to kind of knock two birds out with one stone. You can find a local coffee shop or a cafe to go have breakfast and skip the standard hotel breakfast pay half as much and um, feel like you're actually doing something really good for yourself. I also love to read a local paper whenever I'm in a new city just because it's nice to kind of get out of my usual New York Times, Wall Street Journal um, mindset and see what, what matters to the place I'm at and it kind of just helps me feel a little bit more like a local. Yeah, you orient yourself. Yeah, exactly. No, absolutely. I think that that's so smart and in terms of what you were saying about eating anywhere but the hotel Mm -hmm. that's so key like nobody needs a $20 omelet and you know orange juice that was clearly just poured out of the Tropicana container I have to ask you everyone knows obviously like wear slip-on shoes is like a tip for getting through the airport quickly like we're talking just you know you've packed you're at the airport like what else can you do to actually kind of alleviate or streamline that process? So the biggest tip I can give um, anyone is to keep your dop kit or your liquids bag like in your backpack and not just in your backpack but at like the very top Mm. of your personal item. So it's grab and go. You're not that person who's holding up the security line, opening your suitcase, getting it out, having to put it back in your suitcase, stuff falls out, whatnot. It's a good way to easily streamline that um and then also when you're in line for security do smart things like slip off your jacket if you are wearing shoes with laces loosen them up a bit make sure pockets are already emptied and i what i like to recommend for anyone man or woman is anything that's in your pocket put in like a front pocket of like a bag or in its own little pouch inside of a bigger kind of black hole bag and that way you don't have to find the little bin if it doesn't come in and whatnot to put all your belongings in Also, always have your ID out, have, I mean, it's 2017, every airline has an app now, like, you should have no reason to ever have to, like, get a paper, (laughs) like, boarding pass, never, like, have your phone, and then charge your phone on the way to the airport, too. The only times that's backfired for me is, like, for for whatever reason, like, Delta's app, like, won't fire up for me, and then it's, like... I'm already in line or whatever, and then I have to go back because I can't get my scan code up. <laughs> and, and it does. It feels like you've been set back 20 years. You're yeah. just like, oh, my God, can I smoke here now, too? Like, what's happening? <laughs> it's terrible. But I think that what you say makes so much sense, and I think so many of those, like, points you hit on are actually just about being, like, a self-aware non Like, nobody wants to be behind that person that's, like, listening to music and doesn't hear when, the, like, the security person calls for them. Because exactly. literally, like, maybe it adds five extra seconds you know while they go oh what oh me yeah but that five seconds feels like five years it's like oh my god like how are you at the front of the line and you're not paying attention uh, there are very few things that annoy me more than that but it's like it's right up there in the top three of all-time pet peeves what's like the worst like traveler stereotype 
douchebag businessman. Ooh. Oh my god, the guy who's in line, like talking about his status, and like he's like front of the line of like zone one. I did this like mileage spree trip last oh. year to do this, and he's just loud and he's just obnoxious. And you know what, dude? There's no need. Like, what do you? Story, bro. <laughs> what do you want to hear less about? Someone's frequent flyer status or their training for a marathon? Like, I which mean, which one is, like, a more inner circle you know of hell? What? No, no, no. CrossFit's the worst. Oh. People, and no offense to CrossFit. Do people still do CrossFit? I feel I like that know. was a flash in the pan. But, like, I feel like people still do because they don't shut up about it either. Oh. Like, just, like, marathon training. Maybe I've just gotten so annoyed about it so many times that people don't talk <laughs> about it with me. It's literally... Oh, my God. It's that's like, such a good one. I've already given you my money. Go mm-hmm. away. And here's the thing. I'm I'm super obnoxious because I about my status because I got gold last year with Delta and I could not have been more proud of myself. I literally got it by the skin of my teeth. I will tell everyone this, and so I admit that I'm the worst. I got it by like eleven miles and like seven dollars. I'm not even kidding you. That's an achievement, and you should be proud to share that. But it's just it's you could mention it to a good friend, but if you're obnoxiously talking about it, oh yeah, loudly about like oh I had to go to Minneapolis to (laughs) on my mileage run. Yeah, no. I didn't travel enough and I got bumped down back to silver and it's it feels like I was like a pop star with like one hit song and now like no one recognizes me and I walk into restaurants and I'm like don't you know who I am like that's what it feels like to like, to lose your status like it's just like oh no one cares about oh me God, anymore I, I lost sky priority <laughs> I can't get free bags it's the worst well you should not need free bags because you're carrying <gasps> right on all but just saying I just want to know I can come on no, hit that. no I know um, <laughs> the year I had global service on United was like the greatest year of my life right that's what I'm saying and I you can only say it to baby. other people that, but like, you know, that's like a number two. Ro won't listen to this for plenty of years. <laughs> Just jumping right back in here. Um, what is your in-flight skincare routine? And what can a guy take from that? Because, I mean, you obviously might do something different. Then. Sure. My number one tip for a guy is actually to hit up duty-free. You don't need to necessarily buy anything. Take a little sample of La Mer and put it all over your face. Wait, a sample of what specifically? The like La Mer, the cream? Like man, um, the cream, yeah. The man cream? No, what? not the man cream. The man cream. <laughs> Like the classic La Mer cream, because La Mer is actually an emollient, which means it actually creates a barrier. Dang, somebody's busting out science. I mean, I got that biochem degree. That's true. Put that to good use. This is about all I do. Wait, tell me this, because I use La Mer and I swear by it, but I do not know, apart from it's like made of seaweed and like magical fish. So it's an emollient, which means it actually creates a barrier on your skin that prevents the dry. Like it takes a while for the dry air to chip away at that layer. Got it. Versus if you just spritz your face, you're actually stripping your face away from any kind of protective oil. Yeah. And you're leaving it to dry even faster. So no sprays, but because I feel like that's what people always say, like oh, I bring my Evian like bottle or whatever. Douche who is just rooting your skin more. Sorry, but I hear that. That does actually make sense to me on like a common sense level. Like if you spray it, then because that's always how I feel. Like I always want to rub stuff in. I don't want to like spray stuff on and let it dry because I always feel like that dries it out more. So okay, so basically give yourself a barrier to all the nastiness that's going to be coming at you on the plane from dry air to like people sneezes and who knows what else. Totally, and I think if you. If that's the only thing you do, your skin will be 
in good decent shape mm -hmm. like and obviously if you're going to be on an even longer flight it's not a bad idea to buy like the smallest little tub and apply it kind of halfway through the flight if you're a woman yeah if you want to invest in one of the scary paper masks and whatnot those are all over the place right now no one should wear those in public and i don't use the word should lightly but no one should so wear I've, those in public i've been doing that for five years <laughs> Hitha. Um, really long like red eye flights like nighttime like when like people are sleeping when people are sleeping yeah but then what if someone wakes up and turns and is like <gasps> one i t always have a window seat and i always face the window because i sleep like a rock and mm. yeah you don't you don't toss and turn it at all. Not on airplanes. I'm like out. Oh god. God bless you for even being able to sleep on a plane. I mean, I have a lot of practice. Yeah, I suppose. That comes back to like being like pop star status. Like I always feel like I don't know why, but I remember reading that about Justin Bieber. He's just like I can fall asleep anywhere and I'm just like that's amazing. Today's episode is sponsored by Evolution of Style. The LA-based custom suiting company was started by a friend of mine, actually, John Mustick, and has a pivotal role in Style Reference origin story, you guys. It was actually John who, when he was first starting out and I was just getting out of the advertising game, said, hey, Megan, I know you're looking to do some freelance writing. How about writing a weekly column on Guy's Style for, for me? And you know, the rest, as they say, is history. They offer a superior bespoke suiting for the every guy with consultants who know how to help you define a style that's just for you. Whether you're choosing a once-in-a-lifetime look for your wedding day or a suit that can go from work to weekend, they've got your back. You have the option of booking a personal fitting in one of their LA or Baltimore showrooms, or you can go the remote route with a fit kit sent to your door and a 30-minute virtual fitting and consultation online. All you'll need is a friend to help with the measuring and your favorite jacket on hand to talk through how you like your fit. From there, you'll pick from over a thousand fine Italian suiting fabrics to create your ideal bespoke suit. And you want to talk custom? They can line your jacket with literally any image you want, from your favorite team's logo to literal works of art. You get to choose every detail of this suit, down to the buttonholes, the pockets, even monogramming. And from their 30-point measuring system to an average 40 hours that a suit spends in the hands of one of Evolution of Style's master tailors, you're guaranteed a level of craftsmanship unique to the finest Italian tailors with over 40 years of experience. So like I said, you know they've got your back, literally. Interested? Head to evolutionofstyle.com to learn more and book your fitting today. That reminds me, what's your hot take on drinking on like long flights? Because I know there's kind of like one drink and you can go to get to sleep, but then three drinks and you don't get a good sleep. Like what's your I think it happy depends medium? on you and like your own metabolism and your own tolerance. I like to do the very generous glass of wine before I board the flight. Interesting. Because then I can also pick the wine I want. Right. You're not having the crappy like, like Unless you're in business or first, yeah. your house wine is going to be Crap. garbage yeah exactly and why would you even bother drinking that like I know. why don't i always get a headache from wine on planes and i yeah. regret it after but you also don't want to do any kind of a mixed drink because that feels weird too no it does so i recommend wine or beer i think liquor is just can be even more dehydrating so mm -hmm. maybe stay away from the martini or the old-fashioned or just a scotch yeah um have a nice glass of wine have like something to eat before the flight because also the airplane food's going to be awful although some of those snack boxes are, are getting pretty good yeah they're not bad. Yeah, they're getting there. There's, like, more hummus and stuff like that than there used to be. There used to be just, like, <laughs> Pringles and, like, a cheese stick and, you know. And Haribo gummy bears. Ugh. Not my, not my Love scene. gummy bears. Oh, my God. Those are my jam. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. anyway, you could have, I would say, drink before the flight. Yeah. And on the flight, 
like water sparkling water if you want to feel fancy and also maybe just like not because then you're not getting up seven times exactly. over your seatmates and like waiting in line I always feel like if you can get hydrated before well here's a tip I, ha- I learned from a long a 15 hour flight from Oof. Australia to San Francisco um, in a window seat mm. and what I did is I pre-coordinated bathroom trips with the rest of my seatmates so oh my we, God. only you up, hit that. all of us got up and then that way we're, I'm not no one's disturbing anyone it was like very easy and we kind of were just like okay if I tap you at the shoulder both of the gentlemen got up with me and like that way the person in the window goes first and then they can sit back down so nobody's crawling over one another and it was actually it worked out really really nicely and um you know as far as 15 hour flight and coach goes with no in-seat entertainment what no in-seat power what airline was this this was united and they were getting ready to Ugh. retire the 747 so this is like one of the last flights they were taking but that's actually what inspired one of my most popular posts ever on hitha on the go was the how to survive like long and that is surviving yikes so you have to acknowledge that this is not going to be pleasant it's going to be awful but you can come out of it not completely losing your mind I totally think that that's uh, like at first I'm thinking like oh my god are you guys like exchanging Christmas cards to this day but like then the more I think about it it's like yeah like just agree that we all have bodily functions and like because I know that I'm super guilty of when somebody has to get up and go over me and I'm like it's like yeah deal like that's it's a thing that people do like if they're doing it 10 times or something an hour that's a whole nother story but just have the aisle seat yes but otherwise I like the idea of just being like all right guys we're all in this together I I like that yeah and And then sense of camaraderie of like surviving the flights your team oh my god what other stuff do you need to survive a long flight noise canceling headphones do you believe in those I I had a pair and they just hurt because I have a teeny tiny pinhead so they like came on my jaw funny but do you have any pairs that you really yes. like? AKG. I think these are one, the best value for your money. Like they're not as crazy expensive as a Bose, but I think the sound quality is as great as a Bose. And for people with like different sized earlobes, like, or <laughs> the outside ear. I'm a ear. precious snowflake. I get it. <laughs> um, I found them really, really comfortable. They've never bothered me even for 15 Super hour long flights, flights and coach. I think there's been this whole thing about when can babies fly and what class should babies fly. And I'm like, listen, you're a grown-ass person. You can take accommodate your own, take care of yourself. Because, yeah. quite frankly, a kid, all kids are different. And you're not going to, some of you are going to have great kids. Or sometimes you're going to be with screamy kids yeah. all flight long. Like, they don't, they can't control it. So, you yeah. can control how you react to it. So. I think that's just a good, like, piece of life advice in general. Like, you can control how you react to a situation. And if you want to be miserable for 15 hours, then let yourself be. For the next four years. Oof. Oof. Had to go there, Hitha. I'm sorry. It's on my go. mind. I know. It's on all of our minds. It's it's everything I can do not to bring it up. Say oh, guys, Hitha. It's back. That's, I'd say that's another podcast. I love just getting your tips, so it's nice to share them with the world. Tell me more about the book. The book is, it's very woman focused, but there's a lot men can learn from it. So a lot of the book is focused on why we pack the things we pack versus the tips of how to fold or how to roll or how to fold and roll, how to pack a suit jacket, which are also in there. There's definitely some great tips on maximizing the limited space of your suitcase, but we really do get into this whole idea of 
when we travel and we think about what we want to pack, it's often done with a lens of, well, I want to be like this person when I go there. It's like, I'm going to New York. I want to be like Patrick Bateman. I'm going to London. I want to be like James I'm going to pack Bond. all my murdering tools. <laughs> or all my hair gel and sure. my whole, like, face routine. I mean, <laughs> fair, on. fair. And so people forget that instead of trying to be a lame version of somebody else, why not be the best version of yourself? And so consider the things that you wear on a regular basis at home. Consider the things that are going to already make you feel awesome. Yeah, especially when you're traveling somewhere that you're unfamiliar with. Exactly. I like to think of your suitcase as like your home away from home. So fill it with the things that are going to make you feel really comfortable and really like at peace and like connected to, you know, who you really are and not who you necessarily are like. This just got very like George Clooney and up in the air, like what's in your backpack <laughs> and I, I am here for it. Like I feel very fulfilled spiritually from that advice beyond just uh, telling everyone to go buy the book or yes. pre-order it. Yes, howtopackbook.com. You can also download my um, my perfect packing list template. So I use the packing list. Yes, I saw that and I was like, I was ready to rip it out of the demo copy that you, or like the, <laughs> the galley copy that you showed me. It's literally perforated in the book so you can pull yes. it out and actually like plan your own trip that you have coming up. Totally. And, it's um, like a checklist. It's a checklist, but it, like, it takes into consideration of, well, what am I doing every day? And then, so what am I going to need to wear for it for morning and night? And then it allows you to kind of put together, okay, outerwear and outfits. So when you think about packing like high-level outfits and then going into individual pieces and then you put in that filter of, can I wear this more than once? You're going to start um, identifying those I like to call them the power pieces in your wardrobe, the things you reach for time and time again that make you feel like a million bucks. And um, maybe you'll bring that one or two things that you're like, I'm going to try this on for size while I'm there. It feels right to, to wear it there. So I'm saying you don't have to give up your desires to like live this jet setter or kind of this aspirational way, but your suitcase doesn't have to be filled with things that you would never otherwise wear at home. Instead, have a couple things in and try things on for size. I love it. Before I let you go, I'm going to throw some quick hits at you. Awesome. And you better be honest, too. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have, like, endorsement deals with anybody, but we're <laughs> we're going to put this out there. Okay. Uh, best airline rewards program? Delta. Switched over from United to Delta after being, like, a un I flew almost a million miles on United. I should have just stuck in to get the million mile status, but I switched over to Delta because it's just so much better. Make the case. So much better. I think their service is excellent. No matter if you're in a middle seat at the back of the plane or in first class, technology-wise, their app is outstanding. Oh, yeah. um, I have an American Express Platinum, so I get access to the lounges Same. immediately. And I just think lounges set matter. the tone for your trip. You, you can like have such a much better flying experience if you've gone somewhere, had a glass of wine, had something to eat. Also, depending on how much you travel, I mean, phone. the card is like... I mean, there's a fee, like an annual fee, but it's so worth it if you travel enough because to not have to buy a $10 piece of pizza and a $20 beer at like whatever Buffalo Wild Wings out in the, 100%. you know, concourse, like it's, yeah, you get, you're able to get work done. You can relax before your flight. Yeah. Have like a clean bathroom to go to, not worry oh, about leaving your stuff. A clean bathroom is everything. Mm -hmm. I will pay for the fee just for access to a clean bathroom because airport bathrooms are, oh, yes. Whoa, so that's worse. where the emollients come in. Exactly. <laughs> we just cover yourself in emollients. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, I, I'm. You're batting 100 for me right now. Uh, best luggage. It used to be to me, but I'm so so impressed with the away 
line. Um, I think they've really hit the nail on the head of creating a luxury luggage line or travel line that also is at a price point that is so much more accessible. Uh, I love the battery inside that suitcase. That thing is like my favorite thing ever. But there, there's just a lot of thoughtful details. Like the wheel quality is great. The handle does feel a little flimsy, but I've never had any problems with it. So until it actually breaks, um, I'm still cheering for it 100%. I love the in-suitcase um, compression section, so I don't necessarily have to have a space pack. I can just throw all the clothes on one side and then everything else on the other. And the colors are beautiful. Like, it's neutrals that aren't black. Mm -hmm. aren't you can find it. That oh. has. And I've always been a hard case fan already, so hard case, four wheels. I know, and it's like a quarter of the price of a Ramoa. Exactly. So I think Away is killing it right now. Travel neck pillows, a do or a don't. Red eyes or long flights in coach where you know you need to get some sleep? Yes. Long, short, quick flights? No. If you're in a middle seat, you need a neck pillow because you have nowhere to go. Neck pillow that actually doesn't look like a neck pillow, actually looks like a really chic scarf. What? And it just sort of is like a, like a mini brace to kind of support <laughs> Yeah, it sounds really glamorous no. and like, chic. <laughs> Send you the link. You can choose to put it in the show notes or not. But this thing it like folds up so small that it doesn't take up room. It's not bulky to your okay. um, neighbors, and um, it's just pretty good neck pillow. So that's when it doesn't look like a neck pillow. All right, all right. We'll we'll toss that in the show notes and we'll let the audience decide. Okay. Uh, airport with the best food options or just best airport? SFO. Ooh. SFO. I actually go to the yoga room and like take a nap. Oh my god, really? Yeah. That's Why like such you? a place to do that. Uh, rolling your clothes versus folding your clothes. Depending on <gasps> the clothes. So you get the book. Break it down. Oh, teasing it exactly out. what I'm talking about. Can you give us a little, sure. little hint? Pants, roll, shirts, fold. Okay. All right. Sure, I did that. Uh, most overrated travel destination. Ooh. I, right now I'm going to say Tulum. Oh! Everyone and their mother is like Tulum. It's amazing. Da -da -da -da. Mm -hmm. Like what's next to Tulum? Okay, I, I can skip Tulum, and I've been, and it's lovely. But like, don't get me wrong, it's now so like expensive, and it feels so seamy that I'm just kind of I'm over it. So. Do you think Tulum is like the Cabo of like our generation? Like, I feel like Cabo is like when like the hills was on. It was like oh, I'm going to Cabo, so and now I feel like it's like we're going to Tulum. <laughs> what about the most underrated travel destination? Okay, it's getting, this one, I used to think this, but now it's becoming overrated because everyone and their mother is going there, but Iceland. Ooh, that is a good one. Iceland is so beautiful. The people are wonderful. The food is insane. They have an amazing food scene. And I mean, the cities are impossible to spell, but apart from that, I wouldn't even try. I would just write an R and then be like, Rrr. But in that vein, I think Scandinavia as a whole, like, you kind of generalize it in your mind that they're all kind of like tall, blonde, whatnot. I mean, yeah, who eat a lot of fish, which is true. <laughs> but there is incredible diversity and cultural differences yeah. between Denmark and Sweden and Finland and Norway. And actually, um, Helsinki has been one of my favorite places to go. Another great airport, by the way. Oh. Excellent airport, Finnair, amazing airline. So if you're a One World member, like, check that out. If you're ever going in and out of Europe. But Helsinki has... A crazy amount of like global diversity. Like I found an amazing taqueria and coffee shop there. Like wandering around, they have amazing little outdoor markets with the freshest food, beautiful parks. That's a good generalization. Like yeah. I would rather be like, oh, they're all so kind. Like that's yeah, like, not the worst like, thing to say about like an entire people. It was like I, we had no agenda when we went to Finland. 
and we kind of just wandered around a bit and had like the best time stumbling upon things very organically. I had the best time. I will definitely go back. I love it. Last question that we ask all of our guests is what was your first million bucks moment? My first million bucks moment was when I was four years old and my dad was traveling all the time in this new job. Like he was back and forth from Italy, like every other, every month and sometimes every other week. And so he had a lot of- I mean, that makes sense since your dad is Gianni Versace. Of course. (laughs) Or, you know, just a scientist. (laughs) Just a lowly Indian immigrant as he calls himself. Does he still? Yeah. Uh, He's a lonely lonely immigrant. Um, (laughs) I love you, dad. I Um, love the breadth and depth of audience that you think that Style Girlfriends podcast has, that your father is listening to this right now. Duh. (laughs) Um, My brother-in-law, your dad. Who who else, really, do we need? Nobody. Carson Wentz. Please. (laughs) Connor Barwin. No. Um, So he had a lot of miles, and it was at the point where this is when miles expired at the end of every year. So my mom and I were heading to India, and she just booked us first-class tickets on Air India and so this whole when you board and I I was poor but I still remember this very vividly when you board the plane she actually made us dress up and I was like why do I have to dress up for a flight so I was wearing like a really nice like little frock as she called it and like nice like shoes and my hair was like braided in two little braids and I had like ribbons on the end of each and I was very excited about the ribbons because I never had had accessories before because I don't know. She just wasn't a ribbon person. First class ribbons. I know, very much. And so we walk onto the plane first before anyone else, and then we're asked to go upstairs. And I was like, what do you mean upstairs? And I just remember, like, feeling awesome. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a very early powerful memory but it's like I kind of aspire to create my own awesome with every trip I take so even if it's in sitting in a middle seat in coach on a 15 hour flight you know you can you're in control of what you can do and how you handle a situation so yeah try to create your own awesome oh my god and always with ribbons in your hair right and always with ribbons in your hair before I let you go where can people find you you can find me on my website hithaonthego.com you can also find me on Twitter at Hitha Palapu. I'm one of two Hithas. So I'm sure just put that in and find me. And you can pre order the book at howtopackbook.com. Perfect. That was Hitha Palapu. Go check her out at Hitha on the Go and pre order her book, How to Pack. And thanks again to our sponsor, Evolution of Style. If you've been considering bespoke suiting, definitely check them out. They're evolutionofstyle.com. And of course, if you liked this episode, please do go rate and review us on iTunes. Thank you guys so much. I'm Megan Collins of Style Girlfriend, and this is Undressed. Till next time.